ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. Yo, yo, beautiful people, how's it going? Hope you're all doing well wherever you are in the world. And this week on the podcast is a really cool conversation. This is a podcast conversation I did with my beautiful girlfriend called Laura. It's her first time doing a podcast. She was actually also an Ascend podcast listener before I met her. And now we've been together for two months and we have a farm and we have six kids already. A couple of little reptilians and a couple of little blue aliens. <laughs> but on a serious note, this is Laura's first podcast that she's done. Um, it was really an awesome conversation. Some of the things that we talked about, we talked about reptilians, blue aliens, eye-gazing, the masculine and the feminine. We talked about the left and right brain hemisphere thinking. We talked about the yin and yang concept within society and within reality. We talked about the collective unconsciousness. We also talked about some wild and wacky cloud experiences that we had where we seen our ancestors releasing from the earth and also smiling at us in the clouds which was a wild one we also talked about our time at the Hippocrates museum in Kos in Greece we there's, there's much more as well in between this conversation anyway so this one really was a cool conversation it was one of really in my opinion because this was done with with my girlfriend Laura we really do we especially over the the small period that we have been together we've really got together we've really started to understand each other on some very deep levels and in the future when we do more of these as i know we will the conversations are only going to get more and more richer because the experiences that we have been having together have been magical challenging and wonderful all at the same time so it'll be great to to um have do more podcasts with laura and at the same time share our journeys with you so there'll be more podcasts in the future for sure we'll be doing. But anyway, this is a really cool one. I know you're going to love it. Before, Just before I dive into this podcast, if you can, check out the one-off donation option and the Patreon page. Helps me to keep doing what I'm doing. And I think that is all, guys. But I know you're going to love this one anyway. It really is a cool and relatable one. So, peace out. Let's do it for a laugh. It'll be funny, man. Yo, yo, people. How is it going? (laughs) My name's Dan Harrison and welcome to the Ascend podcast. Today, um, I've got my girlfriend, Laura, on. We're going to be talking about lots of deep and esoteric topics. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) So that was Laura taking the mic out on me. She's watched many of the podcasts and she's taking the mic out how I present present <laughs> the podcast to you guys <laughs> so it's a little funny thing anyway so what we're going to talk about what we're going to dive into so when so when me and you have obviously conversations we'll 
we're diving into so many different things, especially over the last few months, me and you have just been going through a lot of, yeah. going through a lot of mental experiences to say the least. And I know obviously one of them I wanted to talk about was eye gazing. So I'm gonna throw it to you straight away. What's your with the experiences that mean you've been having with eye gazing? How have you been? How have you been finding finding it? Well, when you started talking about eye gazing to me, it was um, you know you can only really perceive something from your own experiences. Mm-hmm. So when you were mentioning what you'd experienced to me, I thought, oh, okay, that sounds interesting. But I'd never really, I could never put it into the confines of my own experience. Um, but it wasn't until like we actually started doing those conversations and having those eye gazing experiences together, where like I actually. It, I noticed it was similar to mirror gazing experiences that I've had, where it's like I merge out with the quantum field whilst observing it simultaneously. So that was pretty much my first like realization of what you meant by when uh, you said you were eye gazing. So when so when me and you've been eye gazing, we've been just to give the audience a little bit of context. We've been having these experiences where there have been. I mean, there've been there've been stuff like we've been working on our own individual stuff, but then also at the same time we've had massive experiences where we've encountered kind of reptilians and aliens and loads of other stuff. But you know, when you were having your experiences by yourself and you said you were eye gazing alone, what was when you were eye gazing? Because I've done a lot of eye gazing by myself. I've taught you many times where I've. Like, you know, you basically just look at yourself in the mirror. But I've never had experiences like I've had with other people, with me and you and other people, for example. Uh, the experiences I've had by myself haven't been like that. They haven't been as profound as the experiences that me and you have been having. So what were you, when you were doing it by yourself, were you having profound experiences or was it, what was it like? I wouldn't say, I would say it was profound in its own right. Like it was profound in a different way to mm. the profoundness we've been experiencing together. For me, it was like, I was just pure awareness. I was like, I merged with the quantum field. Like I was in this big quantum soup when I was still, I was, I was witnessing myself breathe, but I wasn't actually, didn't feel like I was consciously taking part in that process. I know you don't consciously choose to breathe a lot of the time anyway, unless you're in meditation. But um, for me, it was a different experience. Um, it was... Which was, was you? Here's something, right? Was you, we, when you were doing it, when you were eye gazing, because I know you've when we've done eye gazing practices before, you talk about how the visual field sort of like warps and morphs. And was it was it doing that for you? What were you were you seeing when you were eye gazing with yourself before we did the practice? Were you seeing? Was your face changing? Was yeah, my face was changing. It was um, you know, it was going black. It was morphing into different shapes, mm-hmm. but it wasn't into anything, you know, anything that I could pinpoint. Oh, this is that. You know, this is that face. I recognize that face. It wasn't anything like that. It was like my whole face would go black. Um, you know, it, my face would look like it would have little different shapes on, but it was nothing that I could really pinpoint and say that it was a completely different face. So, because when, when, you know, I think on the, was it the last podcast when you came with us to, to, to do the conversation with Anthony Peake? And I asked him the question about eye gazing and stuff. Because as you know, I've been really interested in eye gazing and I've been trying to, to I've been trying to find out because there's not, there's, as you know, there's not much stuff about around the topic of eye gazing. So we, me and you, subjectively, we've been having these experiences where we've been looking across from each other, we've been eye gazing. Lots of magical and challenging stuff has been coming up all, all through through these different experiences. Do you, I mean, because when we have these experiences, it feels like to me that, I mean, and people might not have never had these deep experiences of eye gazing, but it feels like that we're tapping into not only... Um, 
aspects of ourselves that have that have sort of um, hit hit away from us. But also we've been tapping into, which is mental, we've been tapping into aspects aspects of ourselves from past lives and maybe future lives. You know, for, I mean, for the example, the you know the the first one that we had was the blue the blue alien where yeah. I seen you as a blue alien standing yeah. in front of us, and it was like, you know, when these when these moments come through in our lives, as you know, it's really this is like the un, I'm trying to describe the undescribable feeling here, but when you have these deep moments of of deep awareness. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's, the experience is void of language. It comes through in a feel and it comes through in intuition yeah. and it's undeniable. It's like a, it's like a vision on steroids. That's the only way I can describe it. And the vision that I had was obviously me and you having a past life, being, you know, sexual partners, being together in a relationship, being soulmates, you know, and standing across from each other on a, on a, on a blue planet that looks like Avatar, which is wild. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? When you when when you when you had that experience, what do you, what when you, when I told you about that, what do you what do you think was going on there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Million dollar question. Yeah, literally. Uh, you know, it could be it could be what's happening to something from a past life. It could be an aspect of our consciousness that's existing simultaneously along with this life. It could be our higher selves in that lifetime projecting down into this lifetime. Like it could be. You know, consciousness is so vast. It could be a hundred million different things at once, you mm-hmm. know? When you told me about it, um, you know, it was just like, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. You know, I, I, cause I didn't, you had that experience, but I wasn't seeing that, mm-hmm. you know? I think you're more visual than I am. When you get these insights, you're actually seeing things. Whereas mine, it comes through as like a, um, a thought form. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's a question. This is, let's go deep. Why do you think that is? Do you think that because this is this is one of my views that I have is that you know we all operate on different we operate in different modems you know like different ways um, and also as well the messages come through in a way to to relate to that type of person. I mean you've talked about me and you've talked about this. This is the thought that I'm having now. What if right um, the reason why when we have these visions and stuff and these do these experiences that they come through in different ways is because the you know I don't know what you want to call it the universe or whatever's going on does it in a way to bridge the gap between the way that you're built, the way that you're best suited, you know, the way that you've maybe, maybe your lens of, of life is, needs needs it to come in that form, you know, like you've talked about this many times about the, you've taught us a lot about this, about the, um, you know, the, the two different hemispheres in the mind, maybe like a vision comes through in the form to, to suit your hemisphere that you're more leaning towards inside yourself or something. I think that's interesting. I think it, it, you know the it always the universe always gives you what you need and it'll like it'll put through something that's you know perfect for you um i think a lot of your viewers probably don't realize like how how balanced you are you know you have got you've got a very intuitive side here so you are kind of balanced in the right hemisphere as well as the left but um it's interesting about you is because you know how the left hemisphere like, is this going to be all about bigger me up now yeah <laughs> <laughs> gonna pick up your ego the whole podcast it's gonna um, explode <laughs> I don't think I can get any bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the left hemisphere is all about like rationality, linear thinking, um, math, science, those things tie into the left hemisphere, whereas the right hemisphere is like all about intuition, creativity. So you can say that like um, the left hemisphere is more masculine and the right hemisphere is more feminine. Um, I think what I noticed first of all about you is that you are very tapped in with the right hemisphere as well. Like... Um, 
It's very interesting with you because you, you know, if you're doing something delicate, you'll use your left hand, which is operated by your right hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're doing something more dominant, you'll use your right hand. Aye. But um, I think f- for you, I've lost my trail of thought. You, well, what you're talking about there is a different, the, just you were describing, you were bigging the ego up and describing the different hemispheres in the mind, how when I do different stuff, I use different dominant aspects of myself. For example, if I'm if I'm doing yeah. something more creative, I'm using my left-hand side of my body. Yeah. But if I'm doing something more maybe dominant, I'm using the right-hand side of my body. How does, you know, from my to my hemispheres, how does that relate in, in conjunction with, like, what the the standard spiel is about the hemispheres? Like, does it... Does that match up is, is, is in, in terms of balance, in terms of what we know about it? Or is it the opposite? <laughs> it, it's um, it's interesting because, like, you know, you're the most probably the most balanced person I've ever met in terms of, you know, the way you act and operate. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a TED Talk that I was watching. I can't remember the lady that did it. She was a neuroscientist and she had a stroke and she was describing how she had a stroke through, like, the, the polarization of her hemispheres. Like, you know, she... Um, a left hemisphere started to go. There was something going on with her left hemisphere. So like she was operating predominantly from the right hemisphere and she was trying to call for an ambulance, but the you know she couldn't she couldn't look at the numbers. She couldn't make sense of the numbers. She couldn't make sense of the words. Because from the right hemisphere it's like um it's based on like bigger expressions of consciousness rather than, you know, the left hemisphere is focused on language numbers, all those things. Um no, don't worry. It's good what you're saying, but I want to go this to go off tangent, right? Have you? Did you? See, I don't know if I to, ever told you about this, you know, because we're talking about so much stuff and together. Mm-hmm. But have you? Did you? Did I tell you about that story about the um, the guy who he had? Um, he lived like the, this guy had like a like a, he lived a life and stuff, and he had a um, I think it was like a cancer or something that was a cancer that was they could they could like they could heal and basically they'd take the cancer out and he'd be fine it was like one of them cancers where if they got it quick it would be, it would be okay so they took it done a surgery on him anyway and they, as they were doing the surgery to take the cancer out of him they clipped like um a nerve or something in his mind or something whatever it was because i think it was like a brain tumor brain cancer and he completely like he basically died and come back to life and he lost complete um total recognition of, of his previous life then became someone else did i tell you about that or not no you have never told I can't us about remember that. You about it or not. but it's mad because you know like it's you know how we in life how we we are all different operating in, in different wave from uh, wave forms and functions and that and it's and i'm quite i was questioning myself there when you were describing the different hemispheres in the mind i'm trying to question how much of our hemispheres are actually truly us versus like the way that we've the lenses that we've lived our lives you know through so for example that guy he thought he was one type of person and he thought that's that was his whole sense of reality and then he's like you know he's had that experience where he's completely lost sense of self he's kind of remember his kids he can't remember his parents or anything and it just like makes us question that i know we're talking about in the sense of like so what i'm quite trying to question myself is is has my hemispheres become balanced due to due to like this is just innately who i am this is our my true essence is to be balanced you know maybe that's what we all need to be we're all going to be more 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 balanced in our lives anyway yeah. as you know that's the way the world's going more masculine more feminine yeah and uh, more in the polarities just like the yin and yang symbol but it's like i'm trying to just question if a guy can have his consciousness clip like that and he can get every sense of who he is and become a different person like who is tr- who, who are we who are we really you know I don't know, it's a big question. It <laughs> is a big question. Um, honestly, I don't know. Not, not for you under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, 
it that's something that I you know I play with a lot in my mind it's like you know how much is nature nurture you know what is consciousness it's one of those big questions I think you touched on something really interesting there it's like um you know how this we live in a system at the moment that is predominantly left hemisphere orientated and it's thinking you know from like the age of three four we're inducted into a system that you know teaches us to listen to authority figures we're told when we can eat we can play when we can use the toilet um you know we're told we're told how to read write do maths we're, we're taught science you know everything that we are kind of indoctrinated into is very left hemisphere orient orientated and it's uh thinking but I think this is going to be playing your ego again. But I think for, <laughs> think for you, you have rub it up, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you've got that. You know, you have got that intuitive, um, emotional side. You know, and you're not afraid to tap into that. You know, a lot of men come through these come through their life with conditioning that you know to show your emotions it's weak. But to be honest, it makes you know it makes you more of a, a whole person if you can express that part of yourself. And you know, it's led you it's led you to where you are now, being mm-hmm. able to be in tune with that intuitive side of yourself no it's important and um just to give a shout out as well so don't be afraid to don't be afraid to cry, cry out there guys that's all i'm gonna say to you <laughs> all the men out there don't be afraid to cry because <laughs> women love it <laughs> they really do <laughs> now what i was gonna say to you again i lost my trail of thought there um that's it that's what i was gonna say to you about when you were talking about the uh, me having the ability to tap on my emotional side i was gonna say to you that what I've recognised through my life, and this might be relatable for a lot of people, especially speaking to um, just obviously being a man myself, being a male, you know, or being a boy, <laughs> <laughs> being a, um, a man, trying to like navigate yourself through the through this world, you know, it's you're taught from a young age, especially in the culture where I mean, we're from the northeast of England, and the culture where we're brought up, you're taught to to um, to neglect them aspects of yourself, yeah. you know, you're taught that. You know, you know what's, you know what's like where we live, and it's, you know, if you show any sense of emotion, it's weakness. You know, if you cry, it's weakness. Yeah. And I remember coming from like a sport, doing a lot of sports and stuff in school. That if you if you showed that aspect of yourself and you showed a, a vulnerability, people would trample on you. So through all my life, I've had it. I mean, I've had to find that. I've done a lot of work to find it because I was probably the opposite you know yeah. i was like so dominant within that self that i wouldn't show any emotion i wouldn't i wouldn't shed a tear i wouldn't cry i would hold it in i even remember when um at my granddad's funeral i never cried and he was like a person i could feel it inside now i can remember like going back in my head now and fighting the tears because i thought it was even then the aspect of myself thought that was a sign of weakness so like society is you know we're void of emotion you know like that's what you know, for example, I mean, we've talked about this many times as to go on a bit of a tangent, but that's exactly what society's trying to cultivate now. You know, a society that's void of emotion, a void of touch, a void of taste, void of sense, because it's because what society doesn't want people to do, people, because when you tap into them deeper emotions of yourself, you know, that expands out, like it expands further than just you. If it's, it expands around every single person you meet, you know, you can just like as you tune into the deeper emotions within yourself, you start tuning into and feeling other people's emotions. Like on my journey, that's what I've been doing. Now, the more yeah. I've been tapping into them senses, I understand where to meet you in your life. I understand yeah. where to meet my friends, where to meet my family, because I'm feeling more, you know. So it's like society's. In a, at the minute it's trying to take us away and take us out of that you know maybe oh, yeah. take us into the head instead of the feeling well yeah that's like 100% what it's doing like we live in a very emotionally abusive society mm. like I was always called a sensitive child and when 
when anyone ever called me that, I always got the impression that that was never a good thing. You know, I had to get a handle on my emotions more. I had to bottle them up more. That takes me like, it reminds me of a quote. I think it's from, it's in the Bible. It's, um, it says, look, I am sending you out uh, sheep amongst wolves. Therefore be as shrewd as serpents and as innocent as doves. And how I perceive that is like, the serpent is very symbolic of the left hemisphere way of thinking. You know, it's cold, analytical, it's calculating. Whereas the dove is more representative of the right hemisphere, which is like receptive, it's intuitive. Um, you know, it goes with the flow more. And I think as a society where, you know, have you ever seen that image of the serpent eating its own tail? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're heading. It's the destructive force of like the left hemisphere way of thinking. I mean, we were at um, the Hippocrates Museum in Kos. Oh, I talk about that as well. Yeah. Um, and you know how, you know, this ancient image of the two serpents going up the staff, you know, I, you know how I perceive that is like, it's, it's the it's the life force moving up the staff, but it's also a symbolic of the, like the left and right hemisphere, the masculine and feminine going up. Um, on the side of ambulances in the modern, in modern day um, medicine, it's only got the one serpent. And I, I think that's an overly polarized left hemisphere way of thinking of looking at medicine, looking at the world. And I think, you know, um, we have had a, our own experiences with this, but you know, I think it ties into what we saw about the reptilians, you know, it's the, you know, when David I calls the queen a reptile, it's, it's, you know, it's literally, it's that devoid of emotion way of thinking. I mean, I remember seeing some footage of the queen uh, speaking after Diana's death, looking into the camera and I just, you know, I, there was no emotion there. It was void just it. Vo- totally void of emotion. And it's, that's the kind of society that we are heading towards, unfortunately. Um, you know, with this, with this pandemic that's going on, it's, it's kind of taking us further and further away from, you know, the natural human contact. You know, you can't, when people wear masks, you can't even see the facial expressions that they're showing, you know, mm-hmm. it's devoid, it's devoid of emotion. It's devoid of, you know, that, that level of communication that you need. Real human. Yeah. What was I going to say again before? Yeah, there's so much stuff that I want to touch on. You know, when you said about the, the two staffs going up. So do you, do you think, because this is, this is obviously something that I've been, you know, I had that Kundalini experience. I had the dreams and the visions of the snakes. You know, I've, I've, I had the visions of the chakra system within my body. I felt the cosmic serpent going up and down my body. You know, I've looked into the work of the ancients where everywhere you look through all ancient cultures, they always there's always a representation of snakes, you know, whatever whatever culture it is. We went to the um, the museum in um, Greece, the Hippo- I can't say this word, Hippocrates. Hippocrates Museum. And everywhere in that museum, there was the, 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 the sort of the, the two serpents intertwining going up the staffs literally every single place that you look through all the different ancient scriptures and cosmology it's all clear and plain sight and my understanding about that just to give a bit of context is i definitely feel through the experiences i've had the research i've done is that them two intertwining serpents are a symbolization of of true alignment true alignment of human consciousness or or true alignment of the self you know like you said the two different hemispheres balanced yin and yang balanced you know uh, the masculine the feminine with inside the self but also as well i think on a on a bigger scale they may be also trying to re- um, replicate because the ancients talked about this the repli- replicant uh, representation you know, what is inside is also outside what is the macrocosm is a microcosm and i feel like you know the i think that's what we're as human beings, maybe we are trying to attain to get to. You know, on the last Observe Me Thoughts, I talked about how um, how 
this place is a pure I feel that this place is a purification of our soul. But to get to that, I think that's what maybe that's what the the ancients were representation that what the representation of the snakes were was true alignment of the of the of the true self. And what did you say before again about um you got anything to add to that or not? Before I jump in say something else. No, no. I was gonna add about the um you know, when you spoke about the reptilian aspect of how you ha- we had the visions of the reptilians. So just to go over it again. So we had, when we were doing eye gazing experience, having that, doing eye gazing, uh, me and you had another vision. So like I said before, we had the vision of the blue alien. Mm-hmm. This time we had a v- visualization where we both seen each other as the pure reptilian, you know. I mean, what I'll try actually do as well, I might flash a picture, you know, that that image that you showed yeah. us, because that's what it basically looked like, exactly like it. Yeah. And I'll also put it in the show notes for the audio so people can get a context of what we're talking about when we're talking about reptilian. And um, it's a mad experience, you know, because like you said, um, David Icke talks about this. Many people talk about how the reptilian is, you know, it's, it's a physical thing, you know, which it definitely clearly could be, you know. we yeah. It definitely clearly could be reptilians walking amongst us trying to, as you can see what's going on in the world now, you know, there could be like a reptilian, a physical force or a reptilian force that's trying to dim the frequency of the human experience as we've learned now. Yeah. But besides that as well, I think there's an element which we learned, which we try to focus more on, was that if maybe the reptilian was a was an aspect of ourselves, an aspect of the unconscious within society that like the reptilian nature maybe not be like a physical thing. It might be though. <laughs> it could be as well, both. <laughs> but it could be like um, an aspect of ourselves that part of us that that um that is in the unconscious, you know, like the shadow of ourselves that needs to be nurtured and worked on. Well, you know, um, they say that the highest principle in the universe is like all all is one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, then therefore everything is a part of us. Um, so I think what we're heading towards is like the integration of the shadow aspects of ourselves. And I think what we did there was we tapped into the aspect of ourselves that we're quite disconnected from source, God, whatever you want to call it. Um. You know, when I personally, when I saw the reptilian, I was tap. I remember thinking at the time I was tapping into the aspect of you that might not have my best interest at heart. You know, I've told you before, it's not like I, know, I don't, I know you don't have anything mal intent or anything like that. It's just, um, you know, we, a lot of us do have self saving aspects, you know, out of fear, out of whatever conditioning. Um, so I think that's what the, you know, that's what it ultimately is. It's disconnection. You know, people say it's good and evil. Um, I like, I always say it's like connection and disconnection. You know, if you felt connected to someone, you wouldn't, you know, put them through pain. Mm. Um, and you know, with the, all the stuff that's going on in the world right now, you know, here you about like um, child trafficking, ritual sacrifice, all this sort of stuff. It's like, ultimately it, it, you know, it's horrifying and it's, but it's disconnection. It's disconnection from each other, our own humanity. You know what I mean? And that is the reptilian aspect. It's a, it's devoid of that emotional right hemisphere way of thinking which is intuitive it's receptive it's the feminine it's the divine feminine really it's interesting though when we had that we did have them experienced where we we seen the reptilian and, and i've said it's like the collective unconscious is coming through us like uh, deeper aspects of us that we've sort of left unacknowledged you know it's interesting how um how when we had them experiences we we also felt like I know this is very egotistical to say, but these moments do feel like this, that we were not only, as we were going through our own stuff and clearing our stuff, we were clearing the collective. You know, we had that experience where, I know you wanted to talk about this, where as we were doing this deep work together, we started seeing, um, 
like basically we had this mad experience where the, the clouds and stuff were like ancestors like the yeah. ancestors were visiting us and they yeah. were like smiling at us and stuff and i had a i had a feel i had a um what i initially got from it as well was that it's sort of like because we'd um worked on them deeper deeper aspects within ourselves that stagnant energy because i think these this is what this is you know this physical place when you don't work on certain aspects it becomes stagnant energy yeah. and it, it's linked to the to the whole collective of this planet and the more and more that more and more people um focus on these deeper aspects of themselves that's how we really change the planet you know as you heal yourself first the, the collective also unfolds from that yeah and um we had this mad experience where like where as we were doing this our sort of like ancestors were were like being released from the planet like released from the from the earth realm or either or just they were just basically vi- visiting us to say thank you like you know you've helped yeah, us no. Sorry, Dad, as well. I'll jump in because I'm rambling on. But you know, have you seen that picture of the? Um, it's like a picture of that I'll put. I try and I'll remember to put this in the show notes and the picture as well. But there's a picture of like a, a girl who clears all the ancestral trauma, and all the all the old women are all like cuddling, cuddling, and got the hands around her. Yeah, I thought that's sort of symbolised no, yeah, what we went through. That's how I felt in that moment. It was like um, I know I've I've only had that twice in my life where I've looked up at the clouds and I've actually thought I've received a message from it. You know, because like, you know, the messages are all around you all the time. It's just you need eyes to see them. But that was the second time I'd really felt like, you know, there was some, the clouds were actually, you know, talking back to us, which is a, which might seem out there to a lot of people, but it's definitely how it felt at the time. We're kind of releasing the the ancestral trauma because, you know, um, it's all programming throughout our lives. You know, our parents go through trauma from their parents. It gets passed down to us. You know, it's like, I think that's what millennials are doing at the moment is that we're kind of breaking that ancestral trauma so we can you know build a build something different from the current system you know that is currently collapsing do you, do you that's a good point do you do you think um because you know obviously it's ripe of conversation now we're clear to see what's going on right now on the planet you know it's like there is a huge um shift happening from many different levels you know it's it seems like it's even from my own personal level i get pulled back into many different other topics i get pulled into something else but it's clear to see that there is a huge from my own individual individual level and from a collective perspective there seems to be a huge um unraveling of the psyche or the or the consciousness or something whatever you want to call it like more and more people like for example you spoke before about how the, the our collective me and you tapping into our our more reptilian nature you know the like the the shadow that needs to be that we've neglected you know yeah but maybe that shadow as well that has been as a young child born in this world it's been put upon us you know and we're now trying to even though it wasn't it wasn't us who decided upon to get that maybe maybe it was <laughs> but um regardless of that we have the it's it, now we have them aspects of ourselves now it is our choice to, it is our um upon us now to to solve them you know but it feels like that um if it, it feels like there's a there's a huge dance going on where i don't know there's like you know there's outside forces at the moment on this planet in my opinion that like, i know we like we said before it it could be just a part of our collective nature and this is something that we've all manifested and we have to go through but it seems like there's so many different forces at the minute that that's trying to pull our attention all over the place because i'm trying to question do we like because this, this is, I'm like being honest here right now, something to like, this is an observe me thought that I'm trying to work on. I'm questioning, do we, it's clear to me that there's, like I said, I'm aware of the unconscious aspect of inside of me that may be manifesting around, around us. 
But it's also at the same time, there's an aspect where I keep thinking that there is definitely some sort of outside force that's trying to fuck us up, clearly, right? And yeah. from every from a young age all the way through. And I'm at the minute, I'm trying to contemplate how much energy do I give to... Because I can clearly see, right, I'm walking down the supermarket, you know, I'm walking the supermarket, not wearing a mask, by the way, as well. <laughs> that's important. <laughs> um, But as I walk through a supermarket or something, or... I, wherever I walk, I'm looking around. Everyone's got masks on, you know. Um, and it seems to me like there's there's not only just a battle with inside myself, work to do. It seems like there's a battle to help other people. Yeah. So at the minute, my energy feels that like I'm getting pulled to. I mean, it feels like I don't want to see it like this because you know I know that this place is a metaphysical place, you know. But I don't want to. Like, but it feels like there's a physical there's a physical like battle coming, you know, like, yeah. which is tied to the spiritual as well. But it just feels like there's a huge war coming where. I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, you know, I don't like using the word war or anything like that. I just think there's, it's the, you know, I think what's happening is what's playing out in the physical. It's the, the disconnection that we all feel and it's playing out, you know, it's manifested on the physical level. Um, I mean, I know I mentioned Teal Swan all the time because I absolutely love our work. But um, Teal Swan in our 2020 forecast mentioned this, that. Who? Teal Swan. Who? Never mentioned her in my life. I've but, never heard of her. Uh, Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she did her 2020 forecast and she talked about oh, how... Oh, Teal Swan. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> when you keep banging on about every day. Yeah, I know, because I absolutely love her. But um, in her 2020 forecast, she said that um, in this year would be the, you know, the tipping point. It's it's going to be the crossroads from the way the way things have been going to the way things are going to be. And it, the disconnection is going to reach a boiling point. And, you know, we can see that, you know, when we're going to the supermarket, people are wearing masks, there's screens up, you know, it's it's kind of, everything is kind of set up to kind of don't look at each other, don't talk to each other, don't touch each other, you know, and it's um it's making communication between each other very difficult, which, you know, if, if you wanted to have a totalitarian, totalitarian state or anything like that, then, you know, that's an optimal breeding ground for that. Um, But what I was, t- I was telling my mom this earlier today, um, you know, for the people that are conscious and the people that, you know, I hate the word unconscious, but you know what I mean? People who are awake and um, it's like there's two different perceptual realities happening at the moment. Like the people, the awakened ones kind of see this as um, we're heading towards like a biomedical surveillance state. And, you know, the unawakened ones are living in a perceptual reality where there's a very deadly virus going around. So, you know, it's like, um, you know, how can you reach a a synthesis of those those two opinions? You know, it's like, how can you get people to wake up? You know, it's like, you know, you were saying before about helping people, it's to help someone is to imply that there's something wrong with them, you know? And I just, I just wonder how, what, 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 what more is it going to take for people to awaken? You know, I know suffering is the route to awakening, but I mean, you know, does it, is it going to take the vaccine? Is it going to take us living in pens, working in pens? You know, I, that's that's the kind of thing that's playing on my mind at the moment and what I'm also playing with at the moment is how much I give my energy towards thinking about that you know because I know by thinking about it I'm I'm helping manifest that reality instead of you know putting my energy in a growing my own fruit and veg you know getting our own land learning about homestead and getting a water source and things like that it's like you know it, it does feel at the moment that we are dancing between the two worlds like you know the the totalitarian state in the the new world that we'll want to be building it's a good point you made there because i've played with that, that dance in my mind of how much 
by me focusing on what I know is there, how much of that is playing at the hands of what is what 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 they want to play out, you know, or what mm-hmm. the unconscious or the shadow wants to play out. It's a good point because you know we, it's clear to see that you know through since over the last few um, months when we've been this in this high energy vibe, me and you, you know, been doing all these amazing things and stuff, and being really vibing off each other and having these all these amazing experiences. It's clear to see when you're in that mode in life, you know, and you're fully yeah. fully immersed in it. You know, you're not you're not maybe scrolling through Facebook, you're not watching the news or something. Something really profound does happen, you know, like I've said about this before, but how synchronicities don't longer just become synchronicities, they become normal nature. Mm-hmm. And not just that, you know, things that you, you you truly want in your life start manifesting around you. So it, it, it there is a huge dance where what you said how much attention do we give to the thing that we hear versus how do we develop something that completely makes that like like book mr fuller said the quote he says where you he says you make something that's completely obsolete uh, sorry create a new system that renders the old system completely obsolete yeah yeah that's what i was going to say when you were speaking before about you know how people wearing the masks and we're creating a system that that completely um you know, it's it's becoming void of them, of the true senses, the true human nature. We had an ex- experience, remember, the other day where we went to the, well, I know you remember it because you were very pissed off. <laughs> but we had an experience where we went to the, we were in wheels and we were um, jumping in the lake, skinny dipping. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> don't think I'm brave enough to do that yet, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. You did it the other one. <laughs> at the, it's um, private, Dad. At the waterfall. <laughs> but any, anyway, um, so we had an experience on a where we were just basically we were just swimming in the lake. It was a lovely day, and we're just jumping in the lake and stuff. It was lovely. A guy pulls along in the car, you know, and he's shouting his demands, saying that what are you doing in the lake? You're not allowed to swim in this lake and stuff, you know. And that's what. You know, in that instance, that's one of them. That's one of them moments. You know where it highlights again, like uh, the disconnection, like the disconnection from human beings to to this place, to this true, to the true essence of this. You know, yeah. I mean, it gets into the whole um, thing. You know that I told you about this other day, but it's just good for the listeners to know. You know the the Native American quote I talked about, how um, yeah. the famous uh, Native chief, where he was approached by. Um, by the white man you know to to sort of they wanted to like basically buy the land and stuff and he was like how can you buy the land how can you buy the sea how can you buy the air these things are sacred to us all you know mm-hmm. and it's like the whole world we know it's been heading here for a, a long time you know it's it's come in the form of everything you know indigenous cultures being wiped out um you know every every different aspect you know people have this has been an ongoing process you know through for all the human experience you know even for example this battle's been going on for you know, commercialization of land, you know, like the, the remember the Dakota pipeline and stuff where yeah. people, all the indigenous people didn't want the pipeline put through the land and secret lands being destroyed all over the, in Afghanistan and Libya and stuff like that. It's like, you know, I, I think there is like a, you know, there's a, there's an aspect of human nature that's, that is becoming too mechanical like, you know, and it's, it's far too out of balance. You know, we've got artificial intelligence now where, we we both know that i mean this is from my own personal perspective and i'm aware that people might have different opinions but we feel that that's that's going to be i mean how to as a civilization how can we expect to go towards that when we can't even we don't even understand the the true um you know the true human aspects of this you know we we're, we're just we're just we're just we're just um what's the word i'm looking for haphazardly sort of just 
going forward into yeah. into this into this world that we and we don't even understand the world that we're already in now, yeah. and we're we're just completely transversing forward to to something that you know who knows we we could go to that world you know we know what it's already like with our mobile phones and our technology and stuff we could be going to a world that once we get there there's no going back you know and what what what's that what's that going to do i'm not saying there's yeah. never no going back but we don't we don't know what's what how what how artificial intelligence is going to play out and stuff like that exactly the um that reminds me of something that i heard on a podcast before it was um this guy giving a good example about artificial intelligence he's you know as humans we tolerate ants you know if we see ants on the ground, we, we don't really bother them, you know. But if there's an ant colony and it's coming into your kitchen, you know, you'll you'll destroy the whole colony for the sake of, you know, have, not having them bother you. And I think we're getting to a point with AI where, you know, um, AI is becoming so sophisticated and intelligent, it could see us as ants, you know, it could just wipe us out completely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Elon Musk said that with AI, we are summoning the demon. Um, and I think because... AI is devoid of emotion, you know, that emotional intelligence that from the right hemisphere, it is based in cold analytical thinking. And I mean, if you could rationalize anything, you could, you know, and I just think that we are playing with fire when, when people are saying, you know, we need to merge consciousness with AI. It's a, that's a, it's a very scary reality that we could be creating, you know, it's this a transhumanist agenda. And, you know, we were watching, what was that program we were watching the other day? Oh, I've watched so many. What one was it? It was, um... Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon, yeah, yeah. I, I, we didn't really watch, well, I didn't watch the full episode, but at the start it had the the symbol of the serpent eating its own tail, but it was in the infinite, it made it into the infinity symbol. And I, I remember telling you that I thought that was quite disturbing, like, you know, it's that destructive nature of the left hemisphere consciousness, but for infinity. Because when you are tapped, if you are, if you're going to merge your consciousness with the eye, it's like you, your soul is sucked into a kind of transhumanist hell, you know what I mean? No, it's no. A, I just think with the eye, it's um, it is a dangerous thing, but I think I do see we I do see a splitting of the timelines on Earth. You know, we we have talked about that a lot. You know, um, there's going to be a timeline maybe where there's vaccinations and um, you know, we all herded like cattle and shit like that, and we have to merge consciousness with the eye. And I, but I do definitely feel like there's a there's a better timeline where it's like the the new earth where it's like we're you know we're living more holistically we're living with the land we're growing our own vegetables we're living more naturally and in harmony with the environment so I just think um you know I think the way out of this this is what I've been thinking about quite a lot recently I think the way out of this kind of system is for us all as humans to kind of get more in touch with our own selves you know just feel like feel your own emotions get in touch with your body you know Do, stop you know taking painkillers to repress emotions and headaches and things like that that are symptoms of your body telling you something bigger you know you know when you you mentioned you know you mentioned the becoming void of of that aspect of the self and uh, what artificial intelligence could do on the planet um it's interesting because it seems like that that essence is already here now. You know, for example, when that when that guy told us to get out of the water, mm. you know, he's obviously somebody who is already void of them human aspects. You know, because for example, you know, we we have all these different rules and regulations saying that people can't you can't jump in this lake, you can't jump in this. People have this whole ethos that they 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 believe that they yeah. they own own something, but then they take it upon themselves within their lives 
to also not give themselves um, justification to do that. So if they don't give justification in their own lives to do it, they'll put it upon themselves and feel like they're the, the policing of that to dictate the rhythms of that, you know? Yeah. And, it, and I think there's, there's it's not even when you have to go all the way to artificial intelligence. I think we can see that battle being played now. You know, you've got you've got people who, for example, who are, who are, who are wanting to get a piece of land and grow food but then you've got people who are saying that they shouldn't be allowed to do that, you know? They shouldn't. They they, they need to adopt this this way of philosophy. Or for example, you've got like people who were trying to um, when we're trying to do this now, the podcast listeners listen and watch them. They're trying to you know navigate a life through their through their lens, you know, like a different. They're trying to navigate a different, create a different map for their reality, you know. Yeah. And whilst doing that, you've got all these different, you know, these these. I'm not going to call them. Uh, or what I'm going to call them is roadblocks because you can get over anything, you know. Yeah. But they're just roadblocks in the way that's trying to prevent you back to that humanness within inside yourself. You know, like it's so hard to, um, to even just buy a piece of land, you know. You have to like fit into the boxes that they want you to do, you know. It's so hard to like, you know, people can't even go out and fish their own fish. Like fit out of the water. You know yeah. that video I showed you, the natural living man, yeah. where he was basically hungry and he was doing a natural law which everyone should be able to do is to go out catch catch a fish it's just like you know it's like it's like seeing a bird can't fly yeah. you know it's like seeing a you can't grab an apple off a tree you know you need a you need a registration you need a law to like yeah. to see that you can you can take a bite out of it like what's next you know yeah. they're already like now seeing that we can't breathe air in certain places <laughs> what's coming next they're going to be like seeing you can't breathe air outside well that's what we're heading to it's like it's the commodifying of every sort of aspect of human life um, you know that guy I don't know that guy at the lake He, I just felt like he's you know he's he's grew up in a kind of going a little bit off topic here but you know it just it's an important point to make it's like nothing's off, to- off topic <laughs> but um, you know the system that we are living in at the moment it's very you know it does have its good elements I don't want to say everything's bad but you know it is very masculine dominant you know it's very left hemisphere orientated in its way of thinking are you a feminist uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well <laughs> it used to be <laughs> used to be right um but what happens is you know um what kind of women have to kind of deny their own feminine femininity to kind of thrive in this system so young called this concept the animus possessed woman and you know um in that jordan peterson and kathy newman interview you kind of saw her animus possession coming out you know very aggressive very you know you've done this you've done that but what this system also does is you know it um kind of feminizes men you know by supplying them with pornography video games it kind of subdues them and feminizes them and that's the anima possessed male i think that's what Jung said um but what i really saw in that man was he was like you know he was very anima possessed he was like he's very effeminate i remember you know, he was like, oh, um, can you please get out the lake? And his wife was like, oh, fucking get out then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she was definitely wearing the pants. But I feel like um, what we are lacking in society is like a true, the true masculine, you know, the the one that is, you know, it's in, in touch with the, the divine feminine as mm-hmm. well, you know. I think, you know, I think this is, I think there has been a, a long-term attack on masculinity, you know. Because I remember reading somewhere that, you know, pornography is kind of used as a war weapon to subdue men. Um, You know, it makes men sexualize women. It makes them anxious. It makes them, you know, socially awkward around women. Um, 
But I've lost my trail of thought with that one. No, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, that's just to add as well. I mean, that's... Yeah, I was going to say, speaking as a, a young man as well, I was going to say that that's, that's an element. You're true, but you're right, because that's an element that I've had to work through. I've felt that through the, you know, the indoctrination of being a young man, you're taught as a young guy, you know, you, 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 you jerk off to porn, you know, that's what, that's a true man, you know. Yeah. And it's and it's hard to, like, you know, it is hard to to, to unrelease the shackles, you know, yeah. no, I, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. Because yeah. it's a psychological weapon, you know, it's a very sophisticated one. Um, that's what I was going to say as well. You know, when you were speaking about the, um, the, the more feminine aspect within society, because I feel that the whole situation that's playing out now in the world right now, especially with the masks and stuff like that, we spoke about this, the, I feel like they, they're playing on that element of, you know the the femininity within society, the feminine aspect, where women don't. And this is I'm not. This is I'm overgeneralizing here. I'm not speaking for all women, but I'm just recognizing within the traits within you. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but a lot, but a, but a lot of women, you know, they don't want to. They don't want that deeper level of confrontation, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know that's why I, I don't. I don't blame any women, you know, because when we're going on the supermarket and stuff, it's definitely more women who's wearing masks. Yeah. But I think that's not, it's not because they want to wear a mask. It's just because I feel that women will find, you know, they'll find more, they'll find, they'll try and find harmony in every single situation, you know, to to, to find a balance. That's that's what I feel anyway. No, that, I think that's, because I noticed that in myself, you know, it's like, I don't believe in wearing a mask, you know, I don't think the virus exists, you know, that's probably very controversial, but I don't, um, and I have that dilemma within myself, it's like, do I just wear a mask just to make it easier to go shopping, just so I don't have to deal with the confrontation of it, then I know, but I know deep down, it's like, that's affecting me subconsciously, because it's like, I'm forcing myself to live a lie, I know, I'm forcing myself to do something that I believe is not right and not true, mm. um, what I was going to touch on there, it's just, um, I think for me, it's like, I'm trying to find that balance within myself. It's like, you know, cause we don't want to be relying on supermarkets anymore. We don't, you know, we don't want that shit. You know, it's like, the more you rely on Babylon, the more they're gonna fuck you over. It's, it's what it is at the end of the day. It's like, we need to create systems for ourselves where, you know, it's more self-sustainable, where we're growing our own fruit and veg. And I think it's, you know, that knowledge has been, you know, hidden from where for a reason so we are dependent on this system that is ultimately working not for our best interests you know when we went to the uh, Hippocrates museum because you said something really interesting stuff that's been hidden from us when we went to that museum I can remember like shedding a tear right because you know Hippocrates was a guy if no one who knows he was like the father of medicine you know he said the quote like let food by let food be that sorry he said let food be thy medicine oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you say it yeah it's a medicine and um when I had that experience when I was looking around at his work and stuff like that and looking back at everything that he, he stood for it's like that whole that whole in, information that was in that that time has we've like we've completely lost track with it. Yeah. You know, I, I wrote an um, Instagram post and I said that. Well, I learned from that moment. It wasn't it, what what I was what, what I was disappointed with. It wasn't about like it wasn't all about that information. We've lost that information about health. It's not all about health. You know what he yeah. was learning. It was information about, um, sort of in, information of self. 
because yeah. I think you know that the more that we learn these different elements of ourselves you know like you said you're more in tune with um, the different senses you're in tune with the masculine and the feminine you're in tune with growing your own foods and the, the natural means that's all, all all accessible that we've lost become void with and lost touch with it leads to knowledge of self you know yeah. and that's why I feel that all these different things have been cut off, you know, because if you cut off the foundations, you cut off source to, 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 to the self, you can't, from that position, you can't connect with that true essence of yourself. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. I mean, it's possible, you know, there's, all of us, we're still doing it now. Yeah. That's how strong the, the true self is. That's how strong the spirit is. Yeah. Even through the mists of all these connections being cut off, we're still doing the work, you know, we're still getting there. I even think, I mean, this is me just speaking, but I even think that, I even think that, I mean, maybe artificial intelligence will be the way to like completely cut that off, cut that tie off. But even with that said, I still don't think because the spirit's so strong that it will, no matter what situation it's in, it'll come through and it'll, it'll, it'll find equilibrium, I can't say it, equilibrium, is that the right word? Equilibrium. Equilibrium. (laughs) Find equilibrium and find balance again. Yeah. But it's like, you know, but... We need to get to a point though where we where we decide when is enough enough, you know, through our own individual individual lives. I mean, when when do you think when do you think it's going to be when when do you think enough's going to be enough? Because you know, it's clear to see that. I mean, can you you know remember that 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 meme that you sent us was really good yesterday? It was with the so it was a picture of Braveheart. So if no one's seen Braveheart, Braveheart's basically a Scottish film that was that was about like. Um, and if you haven't seen Braveheart, shame on you. You haven't seen it. Haven't shame seen, on, shame on you. <laughs> Living under a rock. <laughs> but basically, Braveheart's a film with like um, it's obviously it's set in the time of Scotland, where basically you know they were they were under siege by the uh, the British, the great great British. You know, season everywhere, season everything, mm. and then um, they were attacking the Scots, and the obviously Scots stood up and said, "Screw that," you know, yeah, and didn't let them. But there was like a meme basically of that picture with like William Wallace and uh, all the sort of all the yeah. warriors all together running into the fire. And then you've got a picture of modern day society with like three white males um, watching TV. Yeah. And it's not it's like when when do we get to a point to civilize? I'm not saying that we have to go out on the streets and do Braveheart with like pitchforks. Maybe, maybe we do. Maybe I'll be out there soon, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like when does it when does it get to a point in our own lives where we have to decide and maybe that yeah. maybe that decision is just you thinking you know i'm going to live a little bit of a different life you know maybe i am going to start growing that one little bit of piece of fruit a day or whatever yeah. it is i think that's what i was touching on before it's like when is it going to reach a boiling point like when is it going to be a point where we collectively when we collectively as human consciousness decide like enough is enough you know what what point is that and i think a big part of that has been the subduing of like men you know, um, if you're going to have a totalitarian system, the last thing you want is alpha males. And so, you know, you can subdue them with pornography, alcohol, drugs, all this kind of shit. And it like, it stops, it stops that true masculine force from, you know, saying enough is enough. But that's what that meme was really pointing at. It's just mm-hmm. the subduing of men. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's going to get to a point where it's like, we all, like I'm doing this with my life at the moment. It's like when I'm deciding whether or not to wear a mask to the supermarket, it's like, I think it's like we all have to find this balance of how much are we willing to put up with, how much of our quality of life are we willing to sacrifice, and it's going to be a choice that you know all of us are collectively having to make as individuals. No, definitely, and I think I don't, I don't know, right? If we're gonna, I hope I hope we do. You know, I hope I hope we get to a point where 
because I don't know how far it's gonna go. You know, like how far are people gonna, how pe- far people are gonna just go along with, go along with. Like, is it gonna get to a point where? Because I think the true test of what's going on now is is that we know the vaccination aspects coming along. Yeah. And I think the true test of, the true test of the soul even is gonna be that. You know, like um, Nas has this song where he says, "The strong will continue. Do you have it in you?" But I think it's when like. You know, when does it get to a point where the the your true humanness is pushed too far? You know, I, and and it's it's I'm ho- I hope I hope you know I hope I feel it within me. I mean, I know I'm not going to stand for that. You know, I'm not going to stand for that. Yeah. But it's like when do you get to a point where like where we all collectively say, "No, this this is enough. Come on, like this this is enough." I mean, did you even see that? Um, did you see the picture? I think you've seen it, but it was an Italian, an old Italian magazine. And it's basically it was in 1965 or something, and it was a, a artist depiction of what he predicted what the world would look like in 2020. Did you see it? Was it um, everyone was in their old little little, little bubbles? Everyone was in a little sort of driving little car things, and they had big plastic yeah. bubbles around them. Yeah, I'd say when we're going to get to a point where that's you know like we're already nearly there. You know we are because um, I remember my old job at a call center. I remember speaking to a lady on the phone. Just like, oh, you should all have screens up next to each other. And like, you know, do you, are you aware of like, you know, what system we are creating? It's like, the thing is how safe is, you know, how safe is too safe? You know, it's like, it's like we're getting to a point now where it's like, and then we're stripping all of our freedoms in the name of, for this like illusory sense of safety. And it's like, you know, our quality of life is going to be, you know, I don't want to sound too grim, but it's like our quality of life is just going to deplete and deplete and deplete because of how safe you want to feel it's like well is it worth being even being alive if you're going to live in this kind of horrible system where you can't communicate with each other like you can you can't really laugh play joke you know it's like you're not free to be human no. you can't even you know jump in a lake without a permit you know no. it's funny because i said it was a while ago i did ob- it was, I, I did i did um i did observe my thoughts a while ago and i said you know i said when i says initially i says you know, to maybe as a civil as a as a civilization, one week, two weeks, we can rationalize. You know, maybe it. Yeah. But when it goes to three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, five months, six months, two years, three years, four years, when does it get to a point where we sacrifice the whole human experience? You know, because you have to dive into the value of of what is it? What does it mean to be a human experience? Yeah. Is it is it is it is the is this human existence about you never facing comfort and any challenges? Is it about you? You know, living this insulated life where you never, you never come face to face with any threat to you, or you come face to face with nothing that can supposedly infect you, or you don't put your hands in the dirt. You know, like how far? No kisses, no touches. I even heard a guy man. He was like saying, like this is clearly a guy who's never had sex before. Right? He said like, what did he say again? He said like, you have to ban people having sex and that. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. I'm sure that Gamma was Bill, probably Bill Gates or something yeah. like that. He like he's definitely someone who has. <laughs> he's never been. Well, I t- tell you what, he's definitely never had sex with a female. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's what we we're saying before. It's like you know when you look at these billionaires like Bill Gates and that. It's like the wives all look very masculinized. It's like well, and the men are kind of like you know wimp, like limp yeah. and weak and like all skinny and that. And the women look like men. It's it's a. Uh, I don't know. It's it is. It's like what well, it's that um. The animus possessed woman and the anima possessed man. It's mm. like that's what's really playing out in society. But uh, I can't remember what you said. I've lost my trail of thought no. again. Is there anything <laughs> we've talked about quite a bit? Is there anything? Is there anything else that we you want to you want to bring up that you haven't talked about? Uh, 
think that's it. Got a few notes, but I can't remember. We no, scraped, covered like everything. We scraped a lot of stuff. No. Should we just leave it there? Yeah. That's probably cool. That was a good one, that. Aye. Well done for your first podcast. Thanks. <laughs> I, I mean, I forgot where I was like talking a lot way through, but we got there. Round of applause. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, peace and love wherever you are in the world. Peace. Don't wear a bloody mask or I'm coming for you. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> peace out. Boom. Thanks so much for checking out that episode of the podcast. They're really cool conversation in my opinion. I'm sure there was a lot of very relatable stuff in that one. I really d- definitely felt that the, the dynamic of the conversation there between me and Laura really did, um, was a great dynamic to get into some really deep stuff that maybe w- wouldn't normally get into, say with having a normal guest on the podcast. So in my opinion, it was a really cool one. I really loved it. It's one of the probably one of the most enjoyable podcasts that I've ever done because it definitely felt like a more of a a conversational one and I want to try and do more of them conversational podcasts in the future as my own own my as my own evolution evolves conversations just become more and more natural so thanks so much for checking out the podcast anyway if you can check out the one-off donation option and the patreon page really helps keep this podcast going and allows you to support something which is conscious in the world which is this podcast that we need to see more of for, for sure in the world And just to play this conversation out, as I always do, this is a really cool song. It is a song called By Design by an artist called Kid Cuddy. It really is a cool one. So I hope you enjoy this beast of a song and enjoy this frequency in your ears. Peace out. Choices you made It's all by
much you're removing what's moving Stuck inside a statue, look at you Go ahead and pogo something, go catch you A petty logo shed on my tattoos I read all the bad news, it says I'm too careful Tested every minute Feel like yesterday I was blind to being lost Seems I've stumbled on a path No coincidence Truly in my essence I've arrived Who am I? Who am I? Don't remind me Too alive, too alive New arriving You were right I was left in a B4 To the light, to the light I am Carolyn Parallel to paradise I reach out for my life, life. The angels laugh in paradise They say in my own life, life. Looking you